Welcome back to Millennial Z and Boomer X. I'm Boomer X. And I am Millennial Z. Today we are talking about nerd culture over the years. And yep. um, we are both resident experts of that to some degree. And, <laughs> In <laughs> and different sus- platforms of it. Yeah. Right, right. And I really suspect most people are. They have a little nerd hiding away in their heart or their minds or both and simply don't see it that way or won't admit it. And I I know their friends think about it, but everybody has their things, right? Yeah. Yeah. Nerd is such a, you know, general term now. It meets so many different types of hobbies and concerns and likes, you know? Yeah. But even the pejorative of you're such a nerd, meaning, you know, a whole lot of detail and an incredible amount of comprehensive information on a very specific subject yeah then they'll a very usually niche subject that right doesn't then really have any pertaining to real life activities for the most part right but even if they do now they just say you're a nerd about whatever you just yeah. know an incredible amount of information about a particular thing you're yeah a it's, a, it's used as an offhand dismissive little yeah tidbit about you oh you're a nerd about that you know right. i guess and, and spend while, a lot of time doing it right and, and it interests me and that's that's my thing so i'm going to know a lot about it mm-hmm. and um i certainly did growing up i was undoubtedly one of the first uh, dungeons and dragons players back in the 70s when it was just paperback folded stapled books and some weird looking dice and a few booklets and we had to cobble together the idea of it now dungeons and dragons is almost mainstream with wizards of the coast doing it and yep. they're uh, it's done online. That's what people did a lot when they were secluded during the virus lockdown. Yeah, online. it kind of it's exploded over a bit through, through the whole COVID thing. They had a lot of different people. And it was beforehand. They, they had people make an entire show, especially on YouTube, about, you know, everybody had their own camera angle and they were doing their little turn and everybody would say they're and they would RP and role play their part and they try to make it dramatized and so forth. The, the production value start creeping up quite rapidly because they saw people were interested in it right so people started throwing time and money into it resources Mm -hmm. and making it something really really special to see and attract attention of people who aren't necessarily involved right when i started it it was right at the end of elementary school i believe sixth grade right before going into junior high school and we were pretty much made fun of for it especially in a rural elementary school didn't care it was just us <laughs> kids and it was all the quote unquote uh, smart kids that were mm-hmm. playing it. When I say all, it was like five of us yeah. that would get together well, on the weekends and play whenever we could. Or And a little bit, it has to be because y'all are the only ones that are going to figure out how this rule system works because it's actually quite complicated. How it was more complicated then because it was mm-hmm. cobbled together over almost a decade and written right. bits and pieces and then thrown together and the advanced Dungeons and Dragons hadn't come out yet. So it wasn't a comprehensive one rule set that would yeah. completely it wasn't mainstream and streamlined everything. yet. Right. It was just over time, they had these rules and put out different books that, Hey, look, let's do this now. Let's do this now. And you're supposed to think about how it all integrated. And we had nobody to learn from. We simply, had to read the books and make it work mm-hmm. and do it with what they gave us in the books. And we made it work. And funny enough, what we do is similar to what other people did who had 
hands-on yeah. instruction from the creators or went to those conventions. We were all uh, country boys that when we weren't in the woods hunting or we weren't gardening or we weren't tending the animals or we're doing something else, we would be playing D&D. That was our thing because we were too young to do anything else or too poor to do anything else that required yeah. money. So that's what we did. And we had a great time with it. And that, of course, got us into reading uh, high fantasy books and other books. And I was a science fiction geek already. I'd read a ton of Heinlein, Asimov, Zelazny by then. So I was yeah. ripe for the picking. Good old Wagner. Of course. Carl of Wagner, course. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Wagner, uh, depending on how you want to pronounce right, that. Right, right. Uh, depending on what country you're from. Correct. Yeah. And we were bullied mercilessly about it whenever... <laughs> Whenever mm. other kids had the opportunity, they had no clue what we were doing and didn't care. They just knew in their minds it was weird. And only uh, smart kids who seemed to have all the answers in class seemed to be interested in it or even knew about it. And they wanted nothing to do with it at all. Nobody asked us about it. Nobody wanted to say, hey, <laughs> on the side, that's pretty cool. I I'd like to learn how to. Nobody did that at all. Yeah, it's interesting how that's evolved into it's not really what you do with your time, because now every kid growing up plays video games growing. Up. I mean, especially boys, they definitely grow up playing video games. So video games is right. so close. There's like turn based video games that are so close to Dungeon Dragons, Baldur's Gate, all these other games and people have really got into them. So it's not even about that. It's really your social skills that'll that'll get you ostracized real quick. It's not really what you do in your free time. If you say you play Dungeons and Dragons, people be like, oh yeah, I've heard of that. It's kind of like, oh, you're kind of a nerd, but whatever. If It's more like if you don't have the social skills to deal with people picking on you and you can't laugh with them and have fun with them about it, that's when they start getting on you about it. That's yeah. when you become the ostracized weirdo that nobody wants to talk well, that's to. That's pretty, pretty much human beings. That's simply yeah. what happens with human beings. And even people who claim to be compassionate people who seek out those who seem to be troubled they tend to do it too because if you don't go in lockstep with their beliefs and perceptions of the world they'll turn on you viciously and bully you just as quickly yeah. as those unenlightened sleeping people the woke people mm -hmm. can be pretty vicious to those yeah. who aren't as woke as they are I, I find that pretty funny and i find them pretty much nerds too for their worldviews and recruiting others to yeah. go their way but we did that for a long while then of course later on becoming teenagers we were nerds about i in anyway i was nerds about practicing martial arts doing weightlifting and mm -hmm. hunting was not a nerd thing everybody did it it was just a part of the culture so that's what you did everybody talked about it and you got along with others that way so yeah. i was a nerd in the fact that i i had to go far and wide to find people that were interested in things that i were at the time there weren't many and I don't, I a lot of people thing. a lot of people get away with this but in the south it's a big deal and you did this as well quarter mile runs a bunch of racing car mm -hmm. racing mm -hmm. those all those guys they're nerds yes they they, they are worry about nerds. barometers tire pressure yes. width of surface area yep. stickage they worry about temperatures you know, all kinds yeah. of stuff that's very minute details to get just a little bit more i did that one summer me and a friend of mine we did that one summer just see we could do it with junk cars we learned how to work on them from the late 60s early 70s and we'd race them and we had a great time but i was done i am not a mechanic i don't enjoy it nothing yeah. fun about it i can do it well i used to be able to in the new cars you 
unless you have the tools and the electronics, you can't do it. Yeah, you need a lot of specialized. But, but the old cars, I was switching out motors, radiators, belts, change alternators in 15 minutes. I mean, it was nothing. Yeah. But tuning carbs, cleaning them out, rebuilding them, all that. And it was just a matter of going to do it. You figured it out. Again, nobody mm -hmm. teaching us. We had to teach ourselves. We'd get the Haynes books and we'd get after it. But yes, that you were a nerd. You're a car nerd, but yeah. cars got you around and people like right. to see you in cars, especially as a teenager. You were defined by what car you drove back then mm -hmm. in the uh, early 80s. Uh, going to high school, I, I had to work just to support my car insurance and gas and repairs. So that's simply the way it was. Yeah. Yeah. They get away with that a lot of the, you know, the guy and the cool, well, yeah, you have your dad that, you know, you have rich dad that buys some jock his nice muscle car and he has no idea what's in the car. He just knows it's fast and looks cool and he gets chicks with it. There's yeah, that. But yeah. a lot of the other guys that legitimately bought their car from nothing and then built it from nothing. Those guys are nerds. They don't want to, they don't maybe, you know, act like the stereotypical nerd, but they're a nerd. They, yeah, we they spent if a lot our of time are fast is because we made them fast, right? We, we switched out lifters and new cams and set the timing, did, did everything, mm -hmm. new carbs, everything had to know everything right. about it to make sure it worked. And we were, mm -hmm. we were nerds about it. And like I said, I've been just a succession of nerd activities through my life <laughs> yeah. as I got through, but it, it made me a well-rounded person and able to do many, many things. When do you think the progression of it not being so alienated, you didn't become so alienated so easily? When did you think that happened? Because I think it was around the early 80s, but I can't say that because I wasn't around the early 80s, but well, I just see movies around then and they were kind of like, oh, it's it's okay to be a nerd, guy, I guess. In my of. opinion, car nerds weren't considered nerds. No, no, no. As, I just mean in as legitimate... You say, we we definitely, you definitely are a nerd if you're going to be a yeah. car guy. You, you might be covered in grease and good at manual labor, and it's a, it's a skill that carries over into other things and can be a mm -hmm. career, but you're still a nerd. Yeah. Especially if you do it just for fun. Mm -hmm. uh, when did it turn? You know, the interesting thing about that is that movie, Revenge of the Nerds, and they did all that. They, it was like propaganda that glamorized I've being a nerd. They could do things. <laughs> yeah, I tell you. And it came out in the mid 80s. I don't know when exactly. I remember seeing it once and laughing at it. Nobody was that nerdy. Gotcha. But, so it was like a very stereotypical nerd thing. Everybody right, had allergies and, and asthma or something. Right. And good at computers and electronics gotcha. and, and cast, you know, outcasts of society came together and they turned out to be better than the jocks and the popular people. That was like the start of it, but what really did it was the success of, I think anyway, people who are considered computer nerds being uber successful just five, 10 years later. Yeah. Then the, the outcast guys were seen as, hey, this isn't really nerdy activity. It really has a point no matter what it is. Or so people like 90s, early 2000s, I guess, because that's when really computers started tech companies really started paying well. Well, for I grew up and as you grow up, you don't pick on people. You, you, you're trying to make a life generally. You don't yeah. pick on people for their activities. Everybody, you realize everybody has their thing. Glad he's mm -hmm. happy. He's not hurting people or stealing their stuff or causing yeah. problems. So good on him. It's no different than people who used to collect stamps. That's definitely a nerdy thing. Coins, right. 
But really, if you're just putzing around in the garden and wanting to grow your begonias, that's nerdy activity. And you're right. knowing all about the soil pH and when that has to be fertilized, watered, sunlight, that's nerdy activity. So anything can be considered a nerd activity. Yeah. It's just over the years it has changed what that is. Mm -hmm. um, but I think nobody now nerd isn't such a pejorative term as it was in the past well people aren't bullied in general as much as they were in the past because society has changed and softened which i think is a good thing in that regard because it just allows people to be themselves and you never know what somebody's going to create if you just leave them alone and let them follow their passion and that's mm -hmm. all that is when you're a nerd you're just following your passions and doing something and becoming an expert at it very good at it and hopefully creating a new thing that other people can enjoy not just yourself right yeah I'm, I'm wondering on that end how much bullying really happens now considering oh you have glasses and you fit this specific stereotype i doubt it's nearly as much as it used to be while you were growing up i'm sure it's i know not. when i know when i was growing up it was still prevalent but not nobody got beat up for it I know that. I never saw anybody got picked on to the regard where they're like getting stuffed in trash cans or any stereotypical oh, yeah, that movie definitely stuff. Happened. That, definitely that didn't happened. happen in my school. Yeah, when I was a kid, that definitely happened. No, nah, they, they didn't do that. Nobody was like that. They would pick on people. It was mostly racial cliques. People would like, oh, I'm, you know, I affiliate with this and you aren't part of this group, so we get to oh, fight like, now. Like prison, huh? That's Essentially. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my school was like prison. <laughs> right. And if, and. I, at my school, that didn't happen. And it was older. Yeah. We, we didn't, of course, there were cliques, but it was more cliques about social activities and likes and dislikes, not cliques about race. And we had, we had races of all kinds there. Not a whole lot of Asians at that time, not mm -hmm. a whole lot of uh, Latinos, but a few. And of course, plenty of African-Americans were in the South and nobody cared didn't care yeah. of course people pretty much stuck with people that they could identify with because they had more in common and it would yeah. fall out along those lines but it would also fall out along economic lines of course there was always you know uh the weed heads mm -hmm. um yeah it, it was you know the rich so it's kids, always been a thing the jocks it's always been a thing the popular yeah. people the unpopular people always been a thing Poor people, rich people, they even have their subcultures. You can be a jock from a rich family or a jock from a poor family. And they would kind of overlap, but you would see they wouldn't stick together unless they formed like a best friend type of thing. Right. And it was, you know, it was just that way. And it was mm -hmm. the way people got along. And you really didn't bother it too much. But you would have, if somebody was doing something unusual, people would want to know what it was about, check you out and give you grief for it if they didn't understand it or if they looked down on it. And as a teenager, you don't know anything. And if you're a jock right. and you think you're above everybody else, if you're a rich guy, I think you're above everybody else. As a teenager, you immediately get dismissive and start bullying, not even know. And that's yeah. what you do. And you just think that's what needs to be done. Yeah. You Oh, also, they probably get the attention of doing it. Everybody laughs. Ha Good time. Right. It's like, oh, right. yeah. Self-satisfaction mm -hmm. out of that. And I didn't care. I would just tell them something that would enrage them and walk off. The only time you mm. had a problem with me is if you put your hands on me, then it right. would turn bad quickly. But I didn't care what you said. Mm -hmm. I would just tell you something back and walk away or ignore you. <laughs> yeah, I never, I mean, I was mostly in school 
I was bored out of my mind. So most of the time I was reading some fantasy series or something along those lines, entertaining myself. So, and yeah, cause most of the time nobody cared at all. No, it it, it, it progressed. It turns out there were a lot of people doing what I did, but everybody knew what I did because I didn't hide it. And other people were doing it in the privacy of their own home. So their kids, they had kids and they were saying, Hey, do this. And then it turns out more people were doing it than they let on. Yeah. Like, I wonder what this is about. Like a lot more people were playing you know, mm. Dungeons and Dragons than they let on. They just didn't know. Or it became popular later through continued marketing and growth of players and learn, okay, what is this? I saw these guys doing it. What's this about? And they'd either scoff at it and not do it, or they might get into it. You just never know. And you realize it's, it's healthier than just getting drunk and sitting in a bar. I mean, definitely or, that. Or if you're sitting there watching a football game for three to five hours, you know, mm-hmm. or three to eight hours if you're watching two in a row with all the pregame shows, postgame shows, all this, I I don't really see the big difference other than you're actually using your mind and imagination and creating things during that time where you're just sitting there being a passive observer of a football game, watching people you don't even know who make millions of dollars playing a game for children, but Hey, whatever floats your boat. <laughs> yeah. I think the weirdest part is when people and people do this, no matter what they affiliate themselves with some group or something just to get attention or to be affiliated with something. And they're really, it's not, I'm trying, I'm not trying to be a gatekeeper. I just find it weird when you're like, Oh, I'm a Marvel fan because you watch the movies and I'm, I don't even consider myself a big Marvel fan, but, I know more than just the movies. The movies give you little to no detail in the actual Marvel world. Yeah, it's just you know about I mean? entertainment. All that's about mm-hmm. entertainment. And those old comic like books. Really that were, that was another you thing. Like, I was you know some uh, Marvel movies. That's yeah, cool. I was I'm, a comic book uh nerd. I like those movies too. Yeah, I did that. I had subscriptions to comic books for a few years in my mid teens when I couldn't drive a car and couldn't find anybody to play D D and you can't work out all the time. You can't yeah practice get the rest. Marshall, yeah, you have to rest. And I didn't like watching uh, football and we had no TV to speak of one and a half channels because we were so far away from broadcasters. There's no cable. There's no nothing. There's no Internet. There's no. So you read and you find things to read and things that would pique your interest. You would follow up because there was nothing else to do. There's only mm-hmm. so many hours in a day for each activity. So, yeah, I'm just going time. into the the weird the weird aspect that I, I find a lot of people that would probably have not too long ago made fun of people with those particular likes and, and. Oh yeah. I see it. It's all they, mainstream, but yeah. But now every, those people, the same people that would have picked on those people are like, Oh yeah, I'm totally into that too. And like, but also first off, you're kind of not because you barely know anything about really that world. You watch yeah, some movies. It and sounds secondly, like gatekeeping, but you know, it does. It is gatekeeping, but at the same time, it's like, Bro, come on. Like, I'm not going to say I'm a football fan just because I know how to play football. You know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. know any football players. I or watched gotta... a game or two. I'm not a football guy. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. I'm but not going to go to the stadium thing, game and act like I'm an LSU fan all of a sudden. It's, I've it's seen weird. all of my nerdy activities. Everybody that I thought people thought was weird and unusual and uncommon when I was a teenager or, or an older kid to an older teen. So 40 years have passed and all of my nerd activities are mainstream now. All of them. Yeah. <laughs> Every, everything yeah. that I used to do by myself or with just a couple of friends 
now it has exploded into huge money-making activities that everybody likes, mm-hmm. which I find hilarious. They just sort of finding out, hey, this is kind of cool. And it yeah. just has to reach them. And I'm wondering, what were they doing before? Well, a, a lot of times people would get together and play cards and, like I said, watch games, go to yeah. other yeah, sports was activities. Huge... Sports sports was huge. It was just sport. Yeah. One it's, sport it's season. It's starting to dwindle out. Kind yeah. of, I've noticed. One sport season rolling into another sport season is generally what it was. And I did all that. Played football in school. Played mm-hmm. baseball. But honestly, not a big team sport person because other people just have a way of letting you down and i don't like being judged on other people's failures i know that sounds selfish and everything but honestly and i don't like trying to be a leader and tell other people what to do and i'm a terrible follower if you're an incompetent leader so i it's just not my thing i prefer to develop myself and make myself better you know i was studying Buddhism at that time when nobody knew what it was and even the people writing it during that period didn't know what it was and they were the western world experts and now I know so much more than them at the time and they were people of great renown during that period of course there's a few giants from that period that are will always be legends but I mean it's just advanced so much everything has and like mm-hmm. I said my interest during that period are now all mainstream and I suspect the little small subcultures today will be mainstream in 40 30 40 years as well i don't know what they are because i'm older and i'm watching my things come to fruition and i find that fascinating and i'm still interested in it i still if i could get together a game and relearn the rules i would play it yeah Uh, of course my other one was motorcycles there's only a very small group of people who do motorcycles even today and it was small then and it's still small and I suspect it'll always be. It takes a certain kind of person to want to ride. And I'm not talking about the guy who just dreamed of having a Harley and he puts a thousand, two thousand miles a year. I'm talking about the guy who wants to ride as much as possible. It's, yeah. yeah. There's and there's nothing wrong the... with that. There's nothing wrong yeah. with having a, a, a bike in your garage that you just want to ride on nice days because you think it's cool and you got the money. Nothing wrong with it. If, you, if that's your thing, do it. But there, it's a different kind of person who rides their motorcycle two or three times more than they ride in a car it's a different there's definitely a distinction between weekend rider and somebody who's like this is my main vehicle you know that's like it that's a huge difference yeah Yeah. and that's and that's nerdy you got to admit that's kind of nerdy to be yeah you kind of have to keep up with things you have to make sure your tires right you have to know the weather at all times Mm -hmm. know what kind of clothes you have and you you really have to know how to ride well you can get by puttering around in a town and visiting friends and going to your local watering hole or bar and grill or whatever, getting a sandwich, riding a hundred miles on a weekend yeah. or a day, and then spending a night at a hotel, riding back. And that's fine. And you just barely know how, and you're competent. You know, mm-hmm. you passed the MSF and you got your license, but you don't know how to ride just because you didn't kill yourself and you ride a couple thousand miles a year. That you, What's even more surprising, and I know we're kind of going into a tangent of motorcycles, mm-hmm. but the details of people think just because you've driven a car for 10, 15, 20 years, it a, tra- a lot of that will transition, no. which a lot of it does, no. but not really. No, it's a it, whole it, different type of ball game. It in really fact, is. you can you can collect bad habits driving a car that will kill you on a motorcycle. So, yes, 
That's very, very true. Yeah, I, I, the only thing about it is you're used to moving at speed in a car. That's what it prepares you you're, for. Well, what I would say is you're comfortable with, you know, the air, you know, reading those signs. You're comfortable with mm -hmm. navigating yourself through cars, I mm -hmm. guess, a little bit. But that's yeah, say, it's that, definitely completely different. Ball that's game. what I call moving at speed. You you can see things at, at certain speeds. That's that's but that's just the bare beginning. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of it's preemptively knowing how things are going to plan out while you're you're yeah, like, OK, you're, I, I need to be here because these people are going to be doing this stuff. Yeah, you'll get that sixth sense the longer you're on a motorcycle. Yeah, but, but again, that's that's another nerdy activity. I don't see that getting mainstream simply because no. I know people and most people are yeah. scared to death of it. Well, if anything, it's becoming more and more niche because people don't want to risk they find it yeah. so risky they don't want to risk themselves that's the one thing i see life become actually, more and more safe that they yeah per, per capita crazy to do that now to people i see that becoming less popular and more nerd like today yeah that's the only thing i see that hasn't become mainstream it's probably become even more niche like mm -hmm. and more subculture than it was yeah even the guys who you know they'll 20 ride 20 deep hitting high nooners sick nooners bro and i saw <laughs> yeah. that the other day and you know they're all revving their 600 cc's and thousand cc bikes yeah. you know loud as hell with their mufflers their aftermarket stuff but those guys they all know their brands they all know the other guys brands they all know their they all know their rev limits they all know their yeah, you know nerds, they, all they know they know a lot of stuff about those bikes that everybody's mm -hmm. riding they know mm -hmm. a lot mm -hmm. and, that, and that's another anyway. nerd that's another nerd thing course you mm -hmm. could like i said you could do with anything once you just dive off the deep end and decide i'm going to learn as much as i can and optimize what i like for me and the only way i can do that is if i'm learning as much as i can about it mm -hmm. yeah it's it's weird seeing esports getting bigger and bigger and the, you see the typical people that are e the sports you mean yeah which is um inter, you know online sports which is the yeah, video game people sport. play in video games online against each other league of legends dota yeah i don't Fortnite. call that a sport i call that game but of course some people call you know ping pong a sport and darts a sport right so it's like yeah so sport definition starts becoming very i don't see it you got to be a physical activity to be a sport i get with i get with that but at yeah. the same time to me if we're calling if we're calling chess a sport then league no of legends i don't is a sport i call it a game yeah just, just like i call anything that doesn't require any real physical activity a game yeah, it depends on your definition of sport, but mm -hmm. we're going to go with their definition of esport. So, <laughs> right. That's it's fine. interesting to see the evolution of the people that are that are big into esports. Now you it's weird seeing it cuz I've I've been playing League of Legends since you know, and that four is, years in. That's League a of huge Legends nerd activity. League of Legends is yes, Huge a nerd very nerdy activity. activity. It, you, any, have to, you have to any game put in a bunch of hours a, to be kind of confident chunk of your in that life. Game. Yeah, any online gaming where it's a chunk of your life, that's nerdish for sure. To put it in perspective for people that don't know anything about League of Legends, it's like it takes 10,000 hours to be good at it, to be a master at an instrument, right? You'd have to put in about 2,000 hours to be at least kind of competent in League of Legends to give people perspective on that. That's how but much to, it to takes. To figure out at least what's going on. You're not good. Yeah. You just finally figured out what's going on. You could be good in that time, but most likely not because you've really just been stumbling along. Unless you really took the time to watch other people learn very avidly yeah. the entire time, those 2,000 hours, most likely you'll be mediocre at best. It would have to be studious play. It couldn't be just 
you would have to off, really but... devote yourself to mm-hmm. getting better the in every game all time yeah. Yeah. that sounds very nerdy and nothing wrong extremely with extremely nerdy yeah <laughs> yeah nothing wrong yeah, with extremely it. nerdy but seeing the personalities of people gr- growing into it and you you start seeing more and more people with and i wanted to get into it was they're working at working out culture has gotten so big that the nerds that used to be five years ago would they would be sticking bones you know because all they're doing is playing they're just playing league of legends but now they're actually like the streamers and stuff they actually have meat on them they're working out like that's become part of mainstream oh so you, is, weightlifting is now a, a part of the weightlifting culture, is part so of the, yeah. electronic culture the gaming it's, culture. it's starting to get there because they're realizing they're not, sitting in a chair for 12 hours a day is killing them super so unhealthy they, for them first off yeah well so it's not good for their mind to just sit there and atrophy mm-hmm. away it's not mm-hmm. good for their health and that messes with their performance in the yeah. game so even the coaches are like hey go work out and that actually helps their performance mm-hmm. in the game which is super funny but yeah you're optimizing affili- finally your, affiliating that you're optimizing yeah. your meat suit mm-hmm. i mean just all there is to it yeah really so you have does. people working out and then they sit down and play all games so they because they have plenty of rest time you know mm-hmm. so it's actually pretty funny how quickly they'll get put on muscle all they have to do is eat work out and they go play video games all day that's what they do right so it's very funny watching them you know some dude who's pretty jacked starting to play video games you're like that's hilarious because he's like a pro video game player he, that's yeah. all he does all day that wasn't the case when i was a kid it was right. were, that was their thing and that's what they did i i was you know, spreading it around because that's what I was into and that's what I like to do. Mm-hmm. So I, I find that hilarious that uh, now they're saying, well, that's that's how you get good. You got to do these things. And I just did it on instinct because yeah. I enjoy doing all those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's really funny seeing how I, I wonder how you said about it, where your niche little weird culture when you were growing up is now mainstream. I'm wondering what that's going to be. All of them, not just one. 40 years. All yeah. the little weird nerd things I liked are now mainstream. Yeah. I'm wondering what those are going to be in the next 40 years. If it's just yeah. going to evolve into this or is it going to be something completely different that everybody's going to be like, right now it's like, hell, you do that? And everybody's, oh, 40 years from now, everybody's like, yeah, of course I do that. Everybody does that. You know, you know what I mean? That's the coolest thing ever. It makes billions of dollars. Right. It's a huge I, I, company. I have no idea what that could be. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I haven't seen go mainstream, like I said, is motorcycling. That is actually probably per capita shrunk. I mean, it's larger because because there are twice as many people around now as there were then. Yeah. But it, it per capita it has shrunk. Also, I, I was into shooting. I don't knives see and guns. I don't yeah, think knives that's and guns. Come. I was in. Yeah, that hasn't. Oh, gotten... your pen thing. Your obsession with the pens for a bit. You have that. Oh yeah, fountain pens. <laughs> that was just pen, fountain pens. Yeah, that was a small little thing. I but think that that's going to happen. That was a year or two, and I'm like, oh, these are fascinating. Look at all the different oh, stuff. I think you know it is swinging back around. Now I'm thinking about it. Hats, wearing hats. I think yes. that's unironically becoming more and more popular. Yeah, now. you know, I got accused of being an old man come back to 2022 because i wear a hat. Yeah. I'm, you can see i'm a half step away from an albino so i wear yeah. a hat i live in the south the sun is not kind to me so right. i wear a hat and in the winter time mm-hmm. it's cold so wearing a hat makes me warmer i'm more comfortable wearing a hat yeah so i do but yeah i, I did notice more and more people wearing hats and certain cultures it, wore them anyway mm-hmm. but it's a bit of a pushback from the redditors being the fedora tippers you know yeah. that whole you know, scene but yeah i saw i think a meme it is about actually. that a while back and i'm like what are they talking about wearing a fedora look yeah. it's like that's not even a fedora what are they right a lot of them would say trail bees were fedoras right that's a trail not bee. even 
Yeah, yeah. not even and that, actual. Those and that's a super were... nerd thing to know the difference. Right, the but that's because I know hats. But... Like, that's not even a teardrop. What are we talking about here? You know, <laughs> yeah, that's super nerdy. And maybe that will come back. Maybe hats will come back because there was certainly a lot less skin cancer in the day when everybody smoked and everybody wore a hat, and very yeah. few people got skin cancer because you were covered up all the time. Everybody was covered yeah. Up. It just well, I think a lot of people don't understand that because they don't, a lot of them they have desk jobs now and they go outside and they think sunscreen's enough, but you know, what's the best way besides sunscreen shade from yes. actual things Don't in the way. Don't let the sun hit you directly for long periods yeah. of time. And sunscreen has been proven to be, although it is effective, not as effective as purported because you really have to slather it on so thick. Yeah. They forget to re recoat and all that stuff. Yeah. It becomes... that you can't really see your skin. There's like a satin, mm -hmm sheen on you it's not if you can see your skin clearly you don't have enough and i know people yeah. are going to argue with me about it but that's the only way that stuff works it's the only way it's worked for you probably that's at right. Least. <laughs> right well you could look at look, all i gotta say is google it and you will see right yeah <laughs> you will yeah i agree it, especially a lot of people do it on beaches and stuff and you as soon as you go in the beach that stuff comes off you gotta put it back yes, on and, and a lot of them don't i mean it, you do get some protection for a short time but people stay out there all day like you said multiple washings wet you know, staying in the water and it's just slowly it's going to come off no matter oh no you put this on you can go in the water you'll be good all day no you won't what's all day and how long are you in the water and what are you doing in the water I mean, there's right. all those things going on. Yeah. Yeah. So just uh, be smart about it. And, and when I was a kid, everybody stayed huddled under the beach umbrella or would drape themselves in towels, you know, when they mm -hmm. weren't in the water because you didn't want the sun beating on you. Again, we're in the deep south. So the sun was especially brutal in the summer when you could get in the water. So yeah. you would cook very quickly. I'm sure up north and in other countries and other areas, it wouldn't be so bad. But yeah, all I have I to say is if you're staying outdoors, put a hat on your head. You'll find your life goes much easier for it's you in super, many different much ways. Much cooler too. I, I don't I don't understand why people don't they see don't know this, any better. Though. Yeah. Or they're like, worried about looking a like a nerd. <laughs> I have a huge sombrero. That's like the it's like five, ten inches. I don't know. It's something insane that I it's like, but it, the problem is it catches a lot of wind, so I can't wear it when it's windy. But I love to wear that thing because it'll literally come out to here on me. And I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. That's like it's a lot eight of in, eight or lot ten of inches. That's yeah. That's it is big. The whole the whole shebang. I mm. and then I of course I always get the old people like, oh, I love your hat. And I'm like, I know it's that's awesome. because <laughs> they feel it. Yeah, when you get yeah. older, you feel it. Your skin gets yeah. more delicate, and you realize that hey, when you're covered up, life's more comfortable. Be comfortable, especially if you got to be outside all day. You'll yeah. find your body will thank you for it, and with your mind because you're not suffering later mm -hmm. on because of that or you're not suffering as much anyway yeah i can't wait to see you know 10 30 40 50 years from now what it's going to be this these super niche things that we can't even think of right now that hey, are going to be super popular i'm surprised with my predilection for fountain pens and good ink that because that is not a disposable product more people don't do it because you're not throwing yeah. your pen away and ink but, is so much cheaper than rebind disposable. I think technology is just kind of making that kind of null and void. People text, they don't really write that much anymore, genuinely. I, I have a hard time finding a pen to write when the few times I need to write because I'll write something down and I'm like, where the hell is a pen? You know, because I barely you ever. Keep a pencil with you because you can always sharpen it. You always carry a pocket. I don't even have a pencil. I'll, I'll keep a pen just, on me somewhere. It won't but... run out of ink or dry out. 
So you you just keep them. I, yeah, I probably should, but I, I'll go buy a pen and it'll last me two years because I'll have it somewhere around here. You know, <laughs> it's like not not one of those disposable pens. They dry out. Even the ones that you know regular big pens or you know regular pens with the yeah. ball, the they dry. Maybe out. they'll make a comeback though. Maybe it'll be the fountain pen. Maybe it's a sustainable thing. You're not you're not destroying the earth by throwing plastic pins in the garbage and on the ground mm-hmm. or wherever people put them or losing them in your car and emptying them in the garbage when you're cleaning your car out or whatever. And yeah, I don't fine. see that happening. I don't see the knives happening. Because, a lot more again, variety in inks and what you want to do with it. Yeah. And some of the inks I have, you cannot remove it. If I write it on paper, it's there. There's no, you're not going to get it off with a laser or chemicals or anything else. It's there yeah to go super nerdy into it you can make sure that person's the one who signed it because that specific ink can't be it's hard to get that ink in fact that kept me out of a possible indictment once when i said that's not my signature because it looked if i didn't know i didn't sign that i would have sworn i signed that really it was was that good yes it was transferred over but i was like that's not me well that's your signature now you're just and they were trying to box me in you can go ahead and test that ink i that that time i used this pen and this ink and i can tell you that's not that ink Mm -hmm. and everybody got real quiet and they never bothered me about it again i didn't sign it so (laughs) that'll tell you right there and that was a you know potential fraud case that i was working and somebody somebody that i was getting too close to didn't want me to be successful and trying to flip it back on me so with political power of course i didn't have any i was just the investigator yeah mm-hmm. all right but being a nerd saved me from major problems right yeah <laughs> nerds save people a lot of things a lot of times mm-hmm. people think uh it's not great to be a nerd but when you start knowing a bunch of niche stuff and that specific situation comes up you start being real handy real quick huh? <laughs> people all kinds of people want to talk to you now oh yeah interesting Mm-hmm. oh remember before though mm-hmm. <laughs> How are yeah you real dismissive and arrogant that? about it now you're not so dismissive are you nor are yeah. you arrogant <laughs> yeah real interesting real mm-hmm. interesting mm-hmm. no yeah, but be, it, I, I have no idea how far to go i suspect uh electronics are changing so quickly in the capabilities that it'll be some sort like i said now for you nerd gamers they, they're mm-hmm. really the biggest nerds right now that i can think of yeah there's echelons of, of gamers though there really is multiple subcultures of gaming because it's so huge it's a billion dollars billions of dollars company to me even though it's different games it's still the same thing you're sitting in front of a, a monitor playing games yeah. computers just different kind of games but it's still and i would agree with you if i wasn't so activity. involved in it that i know right. you know what i mean yeah i get i get where you you're coming split from hairs with it. all day and they'll make different yeah. games or, or continuations of the same game and hey i turned you on to it so i i went through that phase too but there were a lot of other yeah. things going on that pushed me into it and i got out of it because i went back to my old tried and true nerd activities which i derive uh mm-hmm. pleasure in and and i you know i remember being younger and, and and deriving some joy out of there and wanted to get back to it i could still slip back into it but i can't i sat in front of a computer so much the latter part of my career i don't want to sit in front of a computer anymore unless i have to yeah. now i could sit it like if we were playing a game together you and i i could do it because we could talk to each other while we're doing it and that'd be cool mm-hmm. but as far as just doing it 
hours every day. No, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I and it's kind it, of going that way. Even when, how I'm getting older, it's single player games aren't nearly as, um, um, what's the word I'm trying to think of. They're not as, um, I keep wanting to go attractive, I guess, is the word I'm mm. going to go with. They're not as attractive to me. Well, they're, oh, they're just attractive they don't, to you. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they don't, they don't pull me in like they used to like a really cool single player game. I don't really care anymore. Cause I don't want to play by myself. I don't really play to play by myself anymore. I play to play with my friends or to chat with some right. people. And if I'm going to play by myself, I play like maybe 30 minutes. I'm like, okay, I'm bored. Even this yeah, is a good game. Same with I'm me. Like, okay, if, I don't care anymore. If it's a new game, you might hold me down for the length of a, a long movie. If it's good, if it's not 30 minutes, even if it's new and I, once I get the feel for it and no, I'm out, and I'll probably mm-hmm. never pick it up again. It's just not my cup of tea. I'm not. Yeah. A, I'm not a big gamer now, unless we're talking RPG tabletop games. And hey, we right. can, we could do it. Like uh, I'm more of the original Pathfinder kind of thing now, as opposed to Dungeons and Dragons. They just went a different direction. Yeah, I prefer the more old school feel with more rules, and you can do more things, a little grittier. Uh, yeah, more risk, more potential problems, but also more potential reward. Yeah, we we talked about this before, and Five E is pretty much Pathfinder, and that's what I've been playing with. And it's no, essentially Five E is, is not Pathfinder. It's essentially Pathfinder. No, it's got armor class. Even, it's no. got the they same got, type of. They all they all branched out of the same thing, but it's not. But we're nerding out and boring our listeners. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> we'll have to talk about this later. Uh, I so what is it today? Aside from online gaming, what's the other nerd? culture and of course virtue signaling that has got to be a full-time hobby that was where i was gonna go with it redditing or posting and blogging is like super super nerdy now like people will go into they'll go into the most deepest of rabbit holes about the most niche thing on reddit knows about or cares about right they'll just go into like like say like you like water like what type of waters do you like and you'll just have like a whole reddit thread about the types of waters everybody likes and they'll gatekeep you on water <laughs> like i'm like okay this is well, weird I sent this over to my independent lab and had these results and they'll yeah. say like oh yeah ozark spring water is the best spring water because it has you know a tepid taste and a certain ph balance that i prefer on my my oh that's super that's super nerdy bro that's <laughs> yeah. so boring right right i don't even that's and that's that's literally all the reddit is people going about talking about the most niche things that you didn't think anybody really cared about but apparently there's at least a hundred something people because there's so many people in the world there's at least you know a hundred yeah, thousand people billion people on the planet and half of them have high speed internet access if they're mm-hmm. able to afford it yeah, there's uh, enough people that care about it to talk about it. And it's super, super weird when you run yeah, into them. and that's okay. I've seen some of those for some, I, I would just do searches for some stuff I was interested in. And invariably, mm-hmm. it would point me to a Reddit thread. And they have some knowledgeable people in there. Often, yeah. Sometimes experts in the field on there. Yeah. But also a lot of nonsense, a lot of misinformation, yeah. and even some disinformation, I suspect, purposely put there for somebody's personal agenda. So you have yeah, to, trolling course, or mess with you or just, right, just you to get to sort through it, with sprinkle a little, a little chaos in the world. Yeah, they or, like at to least, do. or at least check your theories and not take everything at face value. Mm-hmm. But on some things, sure, I can I can see you using that as a resource because you're talking probably to a guy on the cutting edge of whatever it is you're interested in on that Reddit thread. There's a decent possibility of it. 
So that's- yeah, the same way that you know cinematography has been nerded on for the past well, you know since, century now since it started, right? Right. So same thing with YouTube now is or you know whatever other platform people will just sit there all day and and they'll you know start collecting data on whatever platform they love and that's that seems to be the biggest so, pastime besides video games so me, they basically as a, as a modern nerd being a librarian on their particular interest they're not even creating anything they're just data collecting and collating the data it's and kind of the same thing like organizing on, it into... on movies and stuff like a critic on movies the guy is like oh you know they they some whatever youtuber they they they're super into them and they know all about that person they just obsess over that platform they they obsess over that yeah that, that kind of reminds me of those old celebrity magazines be. that used to be out uh when i was growing up and all the girls would read it and they would just fawn over the latest most famous person male or female yeah. didn't matter and and that to me that's nerdy that is yeah some of the most it you're is. not even creating anything you're just being a fan and yeah. talking about it you don't know them you've never you only know about them because you saw them in a movie or on tv or yeah. heard them on a radio now you heard them you know on the internet <laughs> but you, you know nothing but you follow them and act like they're your best friend and yeah a majority of the consumer market is women they are the ones that spend the most money that's why marketing systems usually tend yeah, to try to attract women it just and well, that that's makes the gossip from a that's the gossip perspective thing. but i just don't understand that and and it's not me and i'm not casting aspersions on it. i just don't understand it i just mm-hmm. can't I can't pretend like I'm best friends with somebody I've never met, never going to meet, probably don't have anything in common. And they are actually yeah. playing pretend for a living as an entertainer in a movie. Yeah. The celebrity make, fixation thing. Yeah. I just don't Enigma, have it. super weird. Yeah, I have respect for people who do good things or are very competent or proficient at what they do, but that has nothing to do with just fawning over them for what I'll do. I'll make an exception because I have a little bit of that towards very select few, like Jackie Chan is one of mine. Like I love but, Jackie Chan. His, Jackie Chan's cool. skill and the way he came up is, is probably, well, I know his really, history. I know how he grew up. Right. I know what he went through to get his movies done. I know what he went through to get to America. You know, I know the past of yeah. him being affiliated well, with Bruce Lee and how he got big. It's like, okay, I'm a little bit of a nerd for Jackie Chan. I understand this. And yeah, I and that's this. okay. There's nothing wrong with having like somebody <laughs> yeah. you're like, man, that guy's cool and you want to know about him. And that's a, but I just mean when you find it just the latest hot thing, you're just, yeah, I don't know what his wife, thing. what his wife's name is. Yeah. I don't know what his kids are. I don't know who he's yeah. talked to recently. I don't know. Yeah, you, you know, just I don't respect know the guy and you wanted to learn about him and you did. And that's, <laughs> yeah. that's cool. I, I get that uh, mm-hmm. like anybody. Uh, but it's just, but that is kind of nerdy that you, yeah, you, that you did that. And you mm-hmm. probably found out about his his two classmates, Jet Li and Sammo Hung. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I love Sammo Hung too. He's really really cool. Of course, Jet Li's popular, but Sammo Hung really doesn't get the credit he know that Jet Li and Jackie Chan have. He's he's huge. He's a big deal. Yeah, and he's filthy rich too because he's a producer, yeah. creator, director, he's a director, star, mm-hmm. all yeah. writer, everything. He's, yeah, he started out. He started out just like Jackie Chan did as a stunt double yeah, guy. Yeah, guy getting dumped on his head boom. and enter the dragon and yeah the, yeah the big bruce lee break movie his last big movie so i would say to put into that perspective of the oriental culture being introduced so much more in western society let's go into the big one of nerd re- revolutions modern revolutions of anime 
<laughs> oh yeah see that that would define you at now nerd. You, like i was a comic book nerd for a, a couple of years and collected them with me and a friend of mine we were big comic book nerds but that passion came and went and i always kind of just i would go oh that's nice and go on even as an adult but i didn't buy them or collect them. now when y'all got kids i thought y'all would find it entertaining and like it so i got them for y'all and you did mm -hmm. and i thought mm -hmm. you thought you would because it was different but I didn't do it, but man, seeing the Japanese version of comics come out into anime and manga is a it's, whole different world. It's interesting. It's different, but I could not absorb it. It's just a different way of thinking about things. Not that it's, it's so, bad. It's just yeah, different. it's so different. Well, it depends on where you go. They're, they've started to westernize a lot of their stuff to make it more palatable, I suppose, for the sure. for their Western audience. Right. Like um, I think that's probably your academia that's a nerd that future right there you're gonna see anime become more and more mainstream it already has i've noticed that just it's in the pretty past mainstream now five yeah. years that you can see movies on netflix and yeah the they have them in theaters YouTube. dragon ball z was on in the right. theaters and that was you know, little kids pokemon y'all were the watching theaters. that as little kids right and that is so. creeped out but i mean that might be like a whole genre that's very mainstream like it might meld and create a new genre with western stuff which would be okay yeah i don't mind it's it kind of gone that way with it because people even say now that it's it's so um interchangeable the way they use the the vocabulary the jargon they just say anime and they'll maybe referring to some cartoon in in america they just say anime I'm like yeah anime means animation but technically anime means japanese animation specifically yes, that's how i see it Right. That's, and that's people don't I even mean. use that anymore. They'll just say cartoon and they mean some anime uh, and they're just like, eh, it is what it is. Yeah, that's how mainstream big, it's become. I'm not a big nerd about it, but I can definitely tell the difference in how the characters act are presented and how right. they're drawn, whether or not they're Japanese. I'm, I'm just showing that colloquialism evolution kind of shows how mainstream it's become because they just use it interchangeably where people know about mm -hmm. these two things so, so it's, well. It's that moving it's just, in that direction already. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's super, super, super super popular in my generation and lower like you know 20s so, and below are so into anime so That's, generation z and younger you know like seeing seeing 11 year old black girls in the ghetto wearing naruto you know like that is when you know something that would have been completely relevant to them 20 years ago they that would have not been a part of their culture life that would not have been in their bubble that would not have even been introduced to them you know that and have been completely different oh yeah they're wearing they're wearing mitsuki they're wearing boruto shirts and well, they're just wearing the shirts because they think it's cute but they know it no 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 i asked her about it she knows the whole show she's watched 300 oh, episodes she's a fan. of she's the a, show she's a yeah, loyal yeah. follower and all of her all of her friends at school watch the show and i'm like that's that cool. is crazy to me yeah that's you know yeah because you were, when i was you growing were, up you were a nerd that was, when i was growing up if you watched anime that was one of those things where it's like okay you're a nerd you know that's that's yeah. deemable that's irredeemable you're a nerd that is what it is now right. you could it's levels of how you displayed that <laughs> that obsession <laughs> with your anime you know you have the kids who are running with their arms behind their backs like naruto like okay that kid has no well, that no chance of being and that's the thing uh you know i don't nerds allow nerds almost are confirmation of really good creativity mm -hmm. so yeah. whoever comes up with the, creates the next big social thing is going to create nerds that's going to make it mainstream eventually if it's really good yeah. i don't know what that is nobody can i yeah. i don't think i'm creative enough to come up with the next thing but you never know 
what, right. what, what you never know what are. people grab. Yeah. That's Correct. what the weird part is, is I think this, if this metaverse thing takes off, that might be the next big one is what I could assume. And that's an easy guess because that one, they're trying to make that to be the thing, you know, yeah, they're really trying to make that to be. Throats, and I think that's going to, I do think ultimately it's going to be a thing, but it's not going to be a thing the way they project no. it to be. I think it's going to fail because it's simply going to be more retailers and corporate people creating help create that and you're just going to be sick of it and again i think it's just going to be internet 3.0 that you yeah. can submerge yourself in and interact with other things through there and it's just going to be another way to do the thing we do now but more immersive yeah and yeah I, i'm pro i'm with you i'm thinking you know we've already talked about this but the projection of how most things happen is the initial especially the way they're going about it where a corporation makes pushes big money big marketing they're mm -hmm. really trying to get everybody to get into it and everybody's like yeah we see what you're doing we're not interested mm -hmm. and of course also because it's not really not ready yet they're trying to get you know head start mm -hmm. before everybody else so it's really not there yet right so everybody's gonna be like yeah not for us and then about 10 to 15 years when they when somebody else develops it and they they yeah, oh they yeah fine tune cool. it work the kinks out and they have more content everybody like, this is fantastic yeah yeah i, I think that's probably right that's exactly mm -hmm. the way it's going to go and after they they're not going to let it die because everybody's dumped so many resources in it they'll keep yeah they've invested a lot of r and time into it right yeah just like when they built the empire state building mm -hmm. at the end of the roaring 20s and completed it right at the beginning of the depression that sucker was empty and didn't start making money for 20 years but they had built it and dumped so many resources what are you going to do? Like, you're not yeah, going to let it, we're not, not going to let it rock, you're not destroy right. it, you know? So they just, did stayed there, they kept it up, and then eventually it was accepted and became an icon for the city. I mean, hey, if you got a projection level to that extent, when you can just do that, why mm -hmm. not, I suppose. And I, I see the same thing, like you said, with uh, Metaverse. It's, it's going to happen. There's too many players seeing as an opportunity. But I don't think that's nerd culture that's simply the way society's moving uh and being yeah by that, that time way, it might not honestly, be yeah I by that time it might not be considered a nerd thing i don't know what nerd culture would be even electric vehicles aren't nerd culture they're they're being shoved mainstream immediately there's mm -hmm. nothing really i'm aware of except as you mentioned anime is still a bit nerdish i don't care what you say even though it's it's mainstream to my generation yeah. it seems nerdish and the it's nerdish even to ours we know when you start going super hard into it we're like okay you're you're a bit special huh that's your thing. <laughs> you're a bit, yeah. yeah yeah that's that's your oh. thing and I, and the sad thing is i could totally be with them the whole time about it but i'm like i don't know how far in depth of this rabbit hole do i really want to go yeah how far do you want to go down with them i can't think of anything else at the moment that people of course again we're both adults now and yeah. working. We're not teenagers with a ton. And I didn't have a ton of leisure time then either. I was working full-time, going to school full-time, working on cars, doing my thing. I didn't have a lot of spare time, but I also didn't have a girlfriend. Girls wouldn't touch me with a 10-foot pole. So <laughs> I was simply doing whatever I was doing, whatever interested me and wanted to learn about it and wanted to do it and see how it worked. Mm -hmm. And I suspect that's how all those things are. It's entertainment takes your mind off your life and helps bring you happiness and joy and you just follow through with it if it continues to bring you that happiness and joy you just keep doing it and get no more about it more about it pretty soon you know more than everybody else and you can't talk to anybody about it <laughs> yeah 
essentially <laughs> that's, a, that's well, basically what happened. the other great way about it is you get so good at it that other people look for you for inter- for you know for answers about it and you start learning how to make money off of it that's the other great one if that's you can manage that thing you could do uh you yeah. can start a web page or a site or or something mm-hmm. right? or be one of those well-learned uh reddit response yeah <laughs> yeah the few and far to actually give legitimate advice on something correct instead of just an opinion uh, yeah and, and personal experience i find is valuable i don't care who you are as long as it's it's well written and i can understand it you don't yeah. have to be an expert but if you're telling me your personal experience within describing proper context and how it happened i find that invaluable because that's much more important than somebody who's learned a lot about it but has never actually done it I don't really mm-hmm. care to hear from them yeah. <laughs> at all. Yeah. That's the weird double-edged sword of trying to give advice. You have to be first good at giving advice, you know, that to mm-hmm. be able to be heard and somebody that be effectively learned from your advice. It's very interesting. <laughs> um, right. So what's what we're going to do on the next one? Next podcast, we are going to discuss toxic masculinity and toxic femininity so there you are yeah can't wait yeah i'm sure (laughs) i'm sure that'll be interesting and we'll we'll give our personal experiences with it and what we think about it and where it's where it's shoving people i i'm sure it's going to be interesting on a number of levels yeah don't worry guys we're going to give our fair shake on both of them i know people would think we're just women haters here but i (laughs) promise i know there's toxic masculinity as well and we're going to yes we're going to fact we're going to talk about that first and we'll move on to the next one to show how it affects people and we've all experienced it. And I bet you that my ideas of these things are going to be a bit different than yours about it. The generational differences, but I'm sure there'll be a lot of overlap when it's toxic. You know, it's toxic. doesn't matter, you know, where it's from just Mm -hmm. maybe how toxic it may be would be the discussion. So we'll talk about that. And the biggest thing about how it impacts people and it's one of those insidious things that it makes you change the way you think about things or it you don't really know it's toxic because you don't understand it and how it you just think well that's just the way it is now nah, nothing is the way it is unless something made it that way sure Meaning sure don't have to be yeah it definitely changes your way. perspective on things and how you deal with certain situations mm-hmm which in probably in an isolated situation, you would never have dealt with it that way. But because of the context, you deal with that that way. That's probably a good indicator that something's different about this situation. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. So right. thank you for joining us and listening. Please, please subscribe and we'll talk to you soon. Peace.